The Red Room Theater, episode 111, Selena. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Moreno. And every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Talk about that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we're going to the movie Salina and how it taught us that being Mexican-American can sometimes mean you don't belong anywhere. So, anything for Salinas. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. Okay, okay. Now listen. We're about to get stinking Mexican on you guys. Uh, like, there's so much. While well, so, we sound white as hell. We, we, sleep, we sound white. <laughs> Listen. Hey, we're about to sound Mexican on you fools. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. <laughs> you sound whiter than white. We were born in Corpus Christi. I was 18 months old. You were what, six days old? We were, yeah, you were a year and... Because you're only 16 months older. So I was like 16 months old. And you were yeah. like six days old. And our mother left Corpus Christi on a Greyhound bus to drive all the way to... to, to, to the lap of luxury. <laughs> Dude, that's a two-day drive. <laughs> and on the drive, Antonio got pneumonia and spent the first his first few weeks in I Flint. was like, a, instead of walking pneumonia, I had walking taco, dude. You're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> he spent his first few weeks in Flint at Hurley really? Hospital at the at the NICU. Yep. Um, and he was and, and for your whole childhood, your lungs were weak as crap because that sickness. Hey, you, hey, easy, easy. You got that, that stinky. Easy. You get that croup cough every year. Yeah. And that was a scary cold you'd get every year. That sounded. They called it. With kids, they called it dog cough. I yeah. mean, it has that nasty. That, it just that brutal. Because every time I get it, I go biatch. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. So, Selena is a biopic. I hit the, the table too hard. <laughs> Selena is a biopic, and, and it is about a Tejano music music uh, music uh, performer, a musician named Selena Quintanilla. And dude, do you remember when? We lived at Glengarry Apartments, and I got a job doing landscaping and maintenance. Yeah, I was like thirteen. Yeah, um, our our aunt in in Lake Jackson sent me, sent us Selena shirts. Do you remember? I do remember. I wore my I cut like an idiot, cut the sleeves off mine, and wore it at work every day. Selena, <laughs> and I and I just that's when Selena was huge in Texas. She was like getting huge. Huge. Dude, you're talking 93. Okay, before we get into the movie, this movie drops in March 21st of 1997. You understand? This movie drops two years I after can't she dies. It dropped that soon after her death. Listen, okay. Some of you and guys. It, they could not make a better one today. It is amazing. Okay, here's the deal. Selena is, it's an odd movie because it has some. JLo is like, thank you, Selena. It has some crossover in the white world, but not a lot. Like, my wife didn't know how Selena died. She'd heard Oof. of her. But she didn't know that Selena, I remember Selena, I'm 15 years old, you're 14. Selena's an up-and-coming, she's a a Tejano superstar. Supposed to be the next Gloria Estefan. Right, and she's made an album, and she's got a single on the radio. Yeah. And she dies. She had a couple albums, but this was her big crossover. Yeah, the English album. Yeah. Um, And... Saddest movie! Dude! Oh my gosh! She's gunned down, 23 years old. She is about to make. She just won a Grammy. Yep. Just about to make her English about crossover. Huge, dude. And she's gunned down by the 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 head of her fan club. It was a tra- obsessed I mean, fan, dude. It is a tragedy of. And so, her father Selena ma- was the most beautiful. Listen to this. So me and Ernesto got a cousin in Dallas named Joe Ray, big strong mug. He did security for all the big concerts. Selena knew his name. And the last time she played in Dallas, she kissed him on the cheek and said, make sure you take care of me as soon as I get done. You know, get me to the... He, he was like, dude, she wasn't only gorgeous. She was the sweetest and knew everybody's name. Made sure to learn everybody's name. 
She was not big. And you're talking Dallas Arena, bro. Oh, straight up. Huge. So, Tejano Music, okay, so we're going to get into this. So, 1997, this movie comes out. It's been out. She was dead for two years. Not only does this movie help Americans know Selena, because a lot of my white friends have seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, the Combs have seen this movie, and they love it. Which Combs? John and Sarah. Well, that's because Selena, anything for Selena. <laughs> so this movie is beautiful. Not bro. only does it help people know who Selena is, this is Jennifer Lopez's breakout film. Insane. Before this film, she had literally, uh, she had a bit part in Money Train. And she was in, she was a fly girl. That's how I knew her. <laughs> she was a fly girl out in Living Color from 1990 to 1995, I believe. And stinking. She's literally no speaking parts. She's just a dancer. On a, it's not Jennifer Lopez and the Fly Girls. It's just the Fly Girls, and she's one of the Fly Girls. She's not <laughs> I, like... I don't know if I can say the joke Jamie Foxx said about being on the Olympic color with her. I was, I was with her way before she was J-Lo. She was just, hey, ho. <laughs> <laughs> he did not say that, yeah, dude. He said that on a stand-up, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. But back then, she... now. You notice her because she's a beautiful woman. Because she got that booty, boy. But Selena, Selena's she's booty able... put her to shame, son. Sel- <laughs> You're so <laughs> stupid. I told Edge, Lena, I was like, yeah, Selena um, was kind of famous for her for butt. And she's like, why does a girl, why would her butt make her famous? I was like, ah. Ask uh, J-Lo and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> um, but, which is why the new series, Selena, I don't know where they found this girl. She ain't got no booty. What? <laughs> so, this movie drops. Jennifer Lopez, this makes her a star. Like, Jennifer Lopez today is a megastar. She's Whoa, a she musical the, superstar. Dude, uh, just a couple years ago, her and, um, who's that other beautiful, Shakira, did the Super Bowl halftime show. That was last year. And that was two 50-year-old women, the most beautiful women you've ever seen. Dude. And listen, they were getting <laughs> so Latin on that Super Bowl party. I, 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 was, I had a uh, Super Bowl party. Were you doing the watching machine? <laughs> 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 we had a real party for a bunch of recovering addicts. So it's all oh, these, you had to turn it off? It's all these guys <laughs> that are living in a dorm together. So and they're all away from their wives and girlfriends. And that dude, everyone's just being loud and eating food. When they, those Quiet. girls came on, it was dead <laughs> silent. Those guys are just glued to the screen. I, I turn it off. They're like, oh, come on. Man, you sorry. Dude, someone's like, man, God made that. I'm like, dude, listen. <laughs> like, Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Selena. God made that. <laughs> he gave J-Lo a little extra news. <laughs> so um, the plot is just the story of Selena's childhood. Her fa- it's her family. It's her childhood. And it's her, her musical career. And it's so short. She only has like three albums. I know. Um, and it is just... The, the film literally starts... The film starts building up its strength... And just stops. I know. Like, it is surprising where it's... Because that's her life. Just stops. The question is, when we hold up... What? I it say, pissed me off all over again, dude. It's, this time, it's worse. It's PG. Even my children love this film. Like, because it's PG, so they're, they're watching, and I'm telling the kids about... Because this movie... It's our life. It's our life. I love how you just tried to be so much. It's our life. It's our life. I was going to say lives, lives, but life. (laughs) It's our life. It's our life. First of all, (laughs) Abraham Kitania is from Corpus Christi where we were born. Yep. The pier, I knew that pier. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, I've walked that pier Mm -hmm. so so many times. Corpus is where they start off, and you feel bad because Abraham Kitania, he loves doo-wop. Him Los and his friends, all Latinos, love doo-wop. The Dinos. The de- Los Dinos. Yep. And they go, they go to a, they go for the first audition. The people didn't know they were Mexicans. They thought it yep. was. I don't care if the kids love them. I can't have Mexicans in my bar. It's a whites only establishment. Mm-hmm. Dude, Lena, so I had to pause it. Angelina was like, Dad, what do you mean whites only? I'm like, it was white people only. No browns were allowed. And she just sat there. I'm like, Lena, you will never know that. Like, you will never... Uh, yeah, she got the light skin. I'm like, you... you she got that Mexican hair, though. She, I'm like, you you are half Mexican, but you look white. You will never know that reality of, of being different. Um, but 
Dino, so uh, she will because of her last name, bro. She got a Mexican last name, dude. What's crazy about Los Dinos, though, what's sad is he then goes to the Mexican place to sing his. Hey, ain't nobody throwing us out of here. These are Mexicanos. So they go there, they're singing doo wop, and the Latinos want. Their they t- want to dance. So they want Tejano music to dance to. And these guys are doing doo wop. They're doing blue, blue moon. moon. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next line? <laughs> do, 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 I do, saw do, you do. standing alone. Do, do, boo, boo. <laughs> Without a dream in my heart. How do you know this? Without song? a love of my own. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 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 that was incredible. <laughs> I only know that because of Key and Peele skit, oh dude. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> oh, so, so there you start off in Corpus Christi, and then you jump, and he's, uh, uh, got a, he's got his own family, and they're in Lake Jackson, which is crazy. This is insane. They, that out, blew my mind. Out of the window is the Dow plant. Dude, my... To my, the windows, to the wall. Right. <laughs> the, you missed that whole thing, didn't you? I didn't miss the whole thing. It's a little, oh. little John song. Oh, dang. Um, <laughs> he's working for Dow Chemical, which is one of two huge plants in the Lake Jackson area. Where our aunt and our cousins live to this day. That's where I'm going next month. I lived out there for months, and I was working at BASF, which is the other Across chemical the street plant. street from Dow. So that, I mean, I, I, our cousin on the desk works at Dow right now. It, what, I, can't, I couldn't believe he, it. Lake Jackson. Dude, their house is, looks like a neighborhood right by my cousin's. Lake Jackson's where you, where you went if you made it as a Latino. Well, that's, that's where you, that, Lake Jackson is like the Latino Flint. That's where all the plants were. That's where all the work was at. Uh, my, my, you know, our Uncle Jesse's still working there. Been there 40 years working in the plants. Holy cow. Well, I'll tell you right now, working in the plant is a hard, hard life, dude. And, a, and uh, uh, what's the dad's name? Abraham. Abraham. He was a white hard hat. Up in the plant, dude, making good money, dude. He was like, had his had an office. He was the boss. What's hard, one of the hard of this movie watching it is Abraham loves music so much, and he hears his daughter's voice, and she's like, he, she's got it. Remember, remember his face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then in the next scene, he's got all the music equipment. <laughs> and so he loves music so much, he wants his family to start a band, and so he put in. But he keeps telling his wife. It's just for fun, just for fun, it's just a for hobby. us. It's a hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby. <laughs> Dude, you, how many times she's, you promise you're not going to quit your job? And yeah, you feel, he was like the mom on Soul, dude. <laughs> you finally got benefits? Damn. <laughs> you feel, I feel bad for her because she, all she wants is stability, dude. And that's what a, a Mexican woman growing up poor, that's, uh, any, anyone growing up poor, if you grow up poor, all you want for your family is better than you had. You want them to have stability. And he, he shoots for the moon? And it, he misses. Oh, man. Open the Mexican restaurant. And it's, dude, she, she said a lot of gringos here in Lake Jackson. It's yep. the Mexican restaurant, and it does well. Dude, growing up, our grandma in Flint had a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, our great uncle. He had Chicho's. They, were, they both had restaurants. Wait, that was, it was different places? Two different places. I remember going there to see grandma working sometimes, and she'd make us tacos. And they were literally like tacos off her uh, man, kitchen, and they were so good. L- okay, listen. This is what kind of cooks are in our family. So, uh, when you had your open house, Aldo's catered it. When I had my open house, Grandma, our great aunts and uncles, and our and our uncle and aunt, every, everybody came down from Texas. You know, and with my mom, they cooked the whole thing. All the food was was Texas like Mexican food. I had friends at that open house came up to me and they were like, dude, this was my third open house. I, I was so full and I had one taco here and I had to eat five. Dude, he's like, I, I couldn't believe it. The shell, they were frying their shells, bro. Dude, I mean, it was... Mom's tacos, I can put down what? five of those. Remember last eight- time we ate at Mom's? <laughs> dude, we're like, what the, what the hell is wrong with us? We got eight tacos like we eating like we just got out of prison, dude. <laughs> dude, but they're just so good, man. So they, they, they start doing good, but then the economy tanks under Reagan, and they lose the restaurant. And you, when he loses his house, Angie, she was, she was dying because she felt the, mo- like the mom closing the door crying. Yeah. And they go back to Corpus. I don't want to go to Corpus. Uncle Hector has so many. We have so many cousins in Uncle Hector's. And, and I'm just like, Psh. dude, when we used to get together in Texas every year, 
cousins. This, this today's our family, the the now generation in our family, they don't know. No Me, idea. you, Andres, Jessica, Miguel, everybody. We would get together at Grandma's house, and it was a tiny house. And Walita was still there. Before, before the be, addition, it was tiny. Dude, we'd be sleeping under the table, sleeping on the floor, you know, in the in the living room. Everybody, Kay. like sardines. There's two additions, right? Yes. There's the back addition, the front yes. addition, or side addition. There's the ghost addition to the ghost room's addition, no, right? No, no, ghost room's the old room. The that's bathroom's original. the addition. The bathroom, okay. But then the whole back bathroom was added onto with that whole room. That's, that's a lot of addition. Yeah, and, and yeah, that ghost room's been haunted for... But I'm saying, when they go to Corpus and Selena, I'm like, this is, that's literally Pleasanton, Texas. That's our grandma's street. Looks just like how we grew up. Yeah. But man, you see how many kids are in that house, dude? Well, that's how it was when we got to get, remember 93 reunion? Oh my. Forget about it, dude. No, no one stayed in a hotel. It was literally mm. everyone's at the house. Dude, you pay, you, everybody saved their money to go on vacation, not to get a nice hotel, dude. You'd be waking up smelling, smelling fresh bacon and refried oh, beans and bacon. Oh my gosh, dude. Thanks, mom. Thanks, grandma. Making us fat. <laughs> The best, we grew up with the best food. Listen, we, I remember the last time I went down there with grandma and mom. It was, that was a while ago. I, I can't remember when. We were all there. You were there too. Yeah. And like, grandma would make breakfast, or mom would make breakfast, then, and grandma would like outdo her for lunch. It was like a war. And I was like, you guys, stop Dude, doing this I, to when us. I, when I stayed at the Arlene's house, living in, like, and working at the plant, yeah. she, she would make. Theralene and mom are the same. Like Theralene, I'm just her busted ass nephew staying with her. She's making my lunch every day. I, you know, when I I made the mistake of telling mom how good Theralene's chicken was, <laughs> so then when I went over to grandma's, mom like I was waking up to fresh cook because I was telling her how good a cook Theralene was. I'm like, I can't. I'm having a heart attack. So mom's like about the dunk on her. I'm dude. like 21 years old. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. What the hell? Ah! <laughs> all you see, all you see is mom giving me a scowl, and you just hear a black and lard. <laughs> I mean, grandma kept her all day, literally her little uh, flat. Was iron. it for the seventy fifth? I can't remember. It was the seventy fifth birthday while we were there? Yes, because it got to a point where they were cooking so much that we were literally like, we got to start eating cereal for breakfast because there's just too much food. It's too much. <laughs> it was it was crazy, and no nobody in the family's rich. No, but for some reason we just eat good as hell, dude. Well, like like grandma always kept her tortilla, uh, her tortilla, always kept it on simmer. Yeah, she's wanted to make tortillas whenever she wanted, dude. Because we were eating, we were eating. And breakfast. then I'd be trying to get something out of the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have breakfast with homemade fresh tortillas. Oh, she's rolling them out as we're ones, eating, bro, and she's ones. throwing them out on the table as they're coming off the chicken iron. Yeah. And we're just... They were always warm. All of them were warm. When we were young, a snack for us was just a, a tortilla and real butter. And we'd make the tortilla a little crunchy. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Big red, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> Selena, she... Starts playing in, especially in the Mexican restaurant. She's a little girl playing. The Dinos, the Selena Elos Dinos are playing every day. Somewhere over the rainbow. All the white, white fa- families clapping. Like, She's oh. so pretty. Um, the thing is, the restaurant falls. They go out, but he's still pushing them to try to do Tejano music. And what's hard he is- He starts calling his old connections in Corpus. Right. Saying that the Dinos are back. None of the old Dinos. What's tough is that she doesn't speak Spanish. And she's like, Dad, I don't want to sing in Spanish. She's like, and he tells you, you have to learn this. He's like, I learned the hard way. Yeah. I know you like Donna Summers. I know you like Madonna. You know, I like you like these musicians, but you're not white. And you're, it's, you're, they're not going to accept you. But your people, if you start singing white music to them, they're going to accept you either. Mm-hmm. You got to learn the music of your people, even though you're like, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. Um, but she learns that she goes to these festivals, but they need like they need that cumbia, they need that like that edge. They gotta have something to dance to. And so the brother starts writing music. A B. A B's badass, bro. A B, Tony just blew my mind. I did not realize A B, even though Selena passed away, A B founded the Cumbia Kings, which was one of the biggest cumbia rap groups in Texas. And huge. When Tony was a fighter, he walked out to a cumbia king song and do the place would loved go it. nuts. Yeah, I loved it. Everyone's doing metal. I had a whole stick, dude. I'd come out Mexican music. Dude, dude. and you're just doing your little thing, dude. You're doing your little dance. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude, people lost their minds. nuts for that, dude. It was, it was awesome, Tony. It was it badass. Was, that song, it's, it's a great song, it's too. It's an incredible song, dude. Um, 
But A.B. Quintanilla is still making music. He's a producer. He's a talented, talented young, you know, man still making music to this day. And he was Selena's brother. And so you have this great writer, this great singer. The sister played drums. I mean, it just it was a family affair. Yeah. They're out, like Selena had to finish high school on, on the, the road. Yep. Home, and that was back before homeschool was a big deal. Yep. She's doing all mail into Texas. And she they would just travel around playing. And you watch her begin to make it. And Tejano music back then was completely owned by male musicians. Like, I mean... I when, when they He's like, this isn't what we're talking about. And he's like, sorry, hey, man. That's the way it is. She's just a woman. You're like, <laughs> damn, bro. Dude, dude, it's... it's but she... She literally broke every barrier, dude. In 23 short years. It's insane she, what she, she had that thing. I know. that Whatever that thing is, she had it. Yeah. And it, she just started just... the. Dude, the fact that she went to Mexico and didn't get lapped out of the room is unbelievable. Like, her dad, he would. He didn't want to go. Because he knew your Spanish is poor and they're going to laugh at you. And we know all about that. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, Dad, I can do it. I can, I can, I, I, I can. And they go down there and she just charms everybody. And they, they, they win Mexico. Dude, that scene where 100,000 people come that fair. When they were expecting 10,000. And they're on that little rickety stage. That was scary. The stage starts buckling yeah. into itself because yep. the crowd pushing forward. And she has to calm them. That was powerful. That dude. was amazing. She just slows us. She's like, you guys do this. And she just gets the crowd. That to was calm. sweet. She told the band how to play that. And she wrote that whole intro for that. That was crazy. It dude. was inc- it was incredible. And they calmed. Man, the- how good is that album, though? All that. Their cumbias and their that music's to this day awesome. Here's the deal: Tejano music is a weird music. Tejano music is weird music. Try to play drums to it, bro. How, what is it like for drums? It's weird. It's you. 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 You're literally doing what the bass is doing, and you. You are a, your support. You're not jamming. You're, yes, your support you, for the when music. You play for church. You're leading the band. You are keeping the rhythm. You're you're pushing I, the band forward. I gotta watch myself because I end up doing that in every band I'm into. <laughs> just jamming, dude. I, I, the drummers I grew up listening to are just the, but when I when I go to Texas and I see these Mexican bands and I talk to Uncle Jesse about it, I'm like, man, this. And he told he told me he, his uh, I think it's his brother in law or brother plays drums and he's a rock drummer. And I met him. He's actually real sweet, like Ozzy, all that. He played for Jesse's band once for a while, and he knew un- he was good enough to do it, but the whole time was uncomfortable for him, dude. Wow. Like he was following the bass. If you watch her sister play, it's mainly two and you know, or one and three on the bass and playing sixteens on the hi hat. And you know, every once in a while, you're throwing something at accent with somebody else doing, but you're following the doom, 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 doom. <laughs> you're just following it. Tejano music is like it's like a polka, but the cra- it, it really is. If you listen to the really good Tejano, the the drummers they're like their snare work is insane. Like you gotta have, you gotta have restraint, but you have to have chops too, dude. And Tejano also has, uh, accordion is a central of a lot of accordions. Lead guitar in Tejano, bro. <laughs> dude, there's a guy that used to come to <laughs> Uncle Jesse's. I think his name was Jaime. I don't remember, but he used to come to Uncle Jesse's. When they had practice, and I just hang out and drink Bud Light with them and watch them play. He was like as good as anybody I've ever seen on uh, on TV. But he was like a super smart genius guy. Worked at NASA in Houston, and he would just come out and play accordion because he loved Mexican music. The accordion, I don't understand how it works. There's so many buttons. There's so many buttons. On that. And, and you have to time the 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 air. Yeah, it's, it's dude, and that's the center. You know of- what's crazy? You know Weird Al is a master accordion player? It, I, I love that every album is a polka on his album. He, takes, he does a polka full of modern see, I songs. I want to hear Weird Al do a Selena song. Bro. Oh, that would be off the chain, dude. Off the Damn, sh- I love Weird Al. Um, That's what you can tell. We're, we're, we got, we're, we're Mexican-Americans. We love Selena. We love Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Um, but uh, the move... Okay, so we, at, the cast of this film, we already... We, J-Lo... Listen, this role was tailor-made for her. Oh, my gosh. She's a Mex- Mexican-American, Especially right? when she wore those booty pants. Boy! She, she could sing. She has, her Spanish is American. It's because it's, it's, it's Texas Spanish is all messed up. Yeah, it's slang. It, it, it's so much slang, it's out of control. Like, half the words, I, I, 
I'm Spanish, my Spanish is terrible. Half the words I know aren't legit. Like it's not Castilian Spanish. It's so slanged out that half the words aren't in the book. Like they're just, and everyone knows it if you're from Texas or from northern Mexico. But if you go south to Guatemala or South Texas or South Mexico, it's a, it's different. But Spanish. you can understand each other though, because right. I, there was a guy from Mexico that worked with me at Flagstar, and me and him would go to. Um, we would take back the scrap metal to the scrapyard, and all the guys that worked over from Guatemala, and they would just talk, talk, talk. But he would tell me, "It's if you know Spanish, you know what they're saying, but it's so different, dude. A Dominican Spanish is so fast. Cuban Spanish is different. And you just hear all the regions how the language just conforms, and the Spain, the like from Spain, that Spanish is nuts." Well, that Spanish is like proper. Right. It's like England, it's England English to our American English. And Texas is like American Spanish. It's just, and even our relatives who speak fluent Spanish, it's this weird hybrid of Spanish well, English. Well, our cousin Eric, he, he, he really wanted to learn Spanish, so he went and stayed with Theotino for a summer. And Theotino only talked to him Spanish all summer. Wow. So he started learning the, the Texas Spanish, but then he became a, uh, a Spanish professor. Uh, he went to Spain yeah. as a student for like a year, learned proper. Weird. He speaks insane Spanish, dude. Like he's he probably changed gears, can he? He probably can go from oh for sure yep. Spain he's Spanish to he's a, he's a principal now, dude. He's the principal down yes. there. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I talked to him probably two months ago. I called him. That's great, man. That's really cool. He's doing that. Oh, he's the man, dude. I hear that damn. Keyboard part in my head, dude. <laughs> Man, that movie. Listen, Tejano music. There's songs like I remember watching um, Machete, and he's going to get tacos. So and in the background, it's one of my favorite Tejano music. It's like, "Eh, hey, baby, qué pasó?" Oh, that's that's uh, <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name? Thought I was your only vato. <laughs> <laughs> that song. Dude, that song was gigantic, huge. That was mom, mom's jam, dude. dude. And listen, Grandma was that a little Joe. I can't remember who's saying that. Man, that's awesome. No. Was it Texas Tornadoes? Yes, it was. Yeah. Texas Tornadoes. Like, Tejano went music in Texas. Like, in Flint, our grandma used to throw dances in Flint. And there used to be so many Mexicans in Flint. She'd throw dances and have these bands come up from Texas, and she'd make a killing. Yeah. She'd be, she's a promoter for it. Grandma was a businesswoman. She was, yeah. She had the jewelry business. She had the dance business. She was a hustler, dude. She was a hustler. Don't get me started. I, I can't talk about it. Don't get me started. Our grandpa told her to stop doing all that, and then he sneaking walked out. Wrong, <laughs> wrong grandpa. No. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Hey, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we can't, get, we can't talk about this. Man, we can't get into this shit. Some of our family listen to this podcast. <laughs> I can't. I got to be like, I love you. I don't want to be like, bitch, pow. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Juan, you're safe. We're not talking about you. Oh! <laughs> we love you. Come with another buster um, that Johnny named his pug after. <laughs> Come the same face. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, but like, like Tano, but Tano music dancing to it. It's so fun. It's like you know what it is. It reminds me of country music for white people. It is because country music is it's like, like the, two step. Yes, and country music is fun to dance to. If you have rhythm, then you can dance to cumbia. It's, and we used to dance with grandma. She's like, come and dance with me. I'm like, I can't dance. Come on, show you how. And she shows us how to dance. Mm -hmm. And we go out with our, our great aunts and our grandmas, and we just dance the night away. And it was so fun. Yeah, it was badass. Um, so when I danced, I remember when I was in uh, high school, there was a dance, and I used some of my Tejano moves. People thought I knew how to dance. It was hilarious. Dang, man. You're all <laughs> trying to dance today. If I had a million dollars. <laughs> I'd buy you a house. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of which, we're still doing this podcast because uh, neither one of us were the ones that won the billion dollars. It from was Novi. sold in at a Kroger, and nobody's already rich. They don't need no billionaires. Some stinking like guy with a nice house and a boat won that. He's like, oh, that will help my portfolio. I'm very nice. <laughs> Dude, now my kids don't have to work. They don't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go buy a ticket and I didn't do it. Man, if I would have, if I would have had that girl in, in Novi still, I would have went on my way to buy some brewskis and got a stinging lottery ticket. 
So that's too much money, though, dude. Dude, I want them in forty million, not no billion, dude. She so J Lo breakout star, and she never looks back. This movie nope. makes her. She blows up, and she After never this, slowed it's down. That, like the wedding planner. She's in her fifties, and she's beautiful, dude. But she had so many. Oh, she was Anaconda. After this, you mean the snakes out there? This big. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, dude. She was good in Anacondas, dude. That movie's awesome. It was, dude. John Voight, that wink. It's the dumbest. Dude, that I don't get why they put that in the movie. Whatever, dude. They gotta, they gotta uh, it's, jump the shark. Like when he throws him up, blah, he's just like, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well gave him a sparkle on his tooth. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then um, I didn't see Wedding Planner. That movie was people loved it. Oh, I love that movie, dude. You I love all those movies. Yeah, Made in Manhattan. I loved. Dude, all those 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 rom coms, she killed it on I'm those movies. I'm telling you, dude. Dude, she has made some money on movies, what? dude. Bro, she just was in a movie with all the new hoochies, and she's a stripper. <gasps> That's and right. And she's just as fine as any one of them, bro. They all hustle as rich guys. Yes. Is it hustlers? Probably. I don't know. I ain't watching that, dude. Because I'll get. Don't let me, don't let teasers open up. <laughs> so take my Biden money. Not only have Lopez in this, you have Edward James Olmos. Oh, my gosh. Who's Mexican royalty. Dude, he's royalty, bro. His small, he said he had a small role in Coco. But I a, loved him. Great role in I Coco. I loved him. He What's said, his name? I can't remember his name. Dang it. They need his guitar. He's a small mm-hmm. little role. And he's sneaking Those aren't the words. <laughs> Our children present. Um, dude, Lena goes, Dad, what are those words? I'm like, don't worry about it, Lena. No. Nope. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uncle Tony told me. <laughs> you did tell me. Yeah. Um, but Edward James almost said about Coco that it will probably be the most influential film he ever was in because so many kids will see it and be introduced to Mexican culture. And he's right. Oh, yeah. I saw it in Pleasanton. Steakin, he uh, was in Stand and Deliver. Great role for him. Great role for him. He's known a lot because he had a, was an incredible sci-fi series called Battlestar Galactica where he played the captain. And that, among the nerds, that's like a Captain Kirk level role. Uh, six seasons. I didn't realize that was him. Oh, dude, he crushed it as the captain of, of the, the Battlestar Galactica. But if you're a gangster, he was an American oh. me, son. What a movie. I forgot he's in that, that movie. That movie's crazy. That, like, that's up there with blood in, blood out, bro. Straight up. I gotta see those movies again. Woo! Almost plays the dad, and it's hard because there's a scene where Selena's growing up, and she sees other girls dating, and she wants it, but her dad she's like a little girl, like because Mexican families, it's they're so tight, and there's that, there's that crazy like, it's a weird thing, man, but she falls for their they get a metal a metalhead guitarist to come in, mm-hmm. wild past just playing. And Zelina falls for him. And the dad sees it, and he ain't having it. And he mm. goes crazy on them. He goes... He goes berserk, dude. And it's like passionate. Like, whoa. When I was a kid, I thought he was, an, he was a, a complete, you know, just a complete jerk. Well, when I, yeah, when, when you're a kid, you're thinking... He's selfish. He wants her for himself and make the money. The, then you realize Watch it, this now, is a dad first. He loves. He, he's afraid this guy's gonna hurt her. Yeah, yeah. He's afraid this guy's gonna sneak well, the user and abuse Yep, dude, dude. It's what the life is. Mm-hmm. And but I'm, he's too far. But now I'm watching. I'm like, it's gonna be hard not to be this way. I'll put it this way, dude. Our dad was a musician. We met him when we were 29 and 30. <laughs> so that that's a real thing. Straight. It's a real boy. <laughs> like I, I know you can as a parent go too hard against your kids because they just they'll they'll leave they'll run away from you and do it anyway. And he does he he pushes Selena to run away from yeah, him. Yeah, he tries to he tries to self sabotage. And she goes get married privately just because like she wanted. She's like I wish my dad would give me away. And he makes it impossible for her to do that. So he gets married court of, at the court of law. Dude, that's brutal. That's brutal. It, dude, someone at the at the court leaks it to the press. Oh man, they're all happy, dude. And it comes over the radio, dude. Um, anyway, but Corpus, <laughs> dude, this movie, it's PG. It is. It, listen, there, in the middle, there's a lot of love story stuff. But you know what? It's. I, I still like it. I'm into it. I, I'm. I'm in, dude. And she gives him the business, dude. Because he's he's thinking he. 
Everyone's saying he's no, not good enough for her. Even his own boy's telling him he's not good enough for her. He tells, his boy tells him, oh, you know, you know, we both know what you like. We're musicians. <laughs> he's like, but she's like my sister. And nobody's having that. And he's just like, dude, I'm, this is different. He tells Selena, he's like, you know, your parents say it. My friends say it. Your friends say it. Your sister, like, I'm no good for you. I'm just going to leave. And she gives him the business. And he realized, you know, I do, and you know what? I love it. Usually in this story, the bad boy does break the girl's heart. But in this story, he's like, you know what? I love her. And he just mans up. Yep. He tells her, dude, he's like, if we could get out of the band, I can work for these guys, make $400 a week, I take care of you. Yep. Dude, he, it's, he's just like, I'll make it work so we can be together. It's kind of beautiful, dude. It's amazing. She's like, that's the tough guy I know. He's actually he got some funny lines, dude. When they go out for pizza, he puts all that hot sauce on there. <laughs> And then he takes a bite and he's like choking it up, like ah, that's so hot. And she, he's like, that's so good. And she's like, we gotta eat some of mine. And he's like, no, pepperoni's too hot. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that one scene on the bus where they're trying to dance and they bump heads. Oh, he's like, you banged me. <laughs> you wish, dude. When they cut his hair from metal to Mexican, yeah, it looks a lot better. Oh my gosh. Like, it looks a lot better. Dude, that Mexican mullet you were talking about. Listen. It, it, it's th- the most glorious thing I've ever seen. There's different kinds of mullets in the world. The mullet, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to get real for a second. You can talk about the cooks? <laughs> no. we can, yes, we can, a little bit. I remember seeing, because like, there are like, I remember seeing kids and their trendy haircuts. I wish I could, I, I wish I could afford it or had someone to tell me how to do it right. Cause I never had the haircut when it was cool. Whether it's a, it's a flat top, I was like a generation behind. I tried to flat top, but it was not cool anymore. And got, you had a flat ass top, dude. <laughs> dude, it was bad. It, Whoa! I went to school one like day, like shaved sides, flat top, dude. Dude, dude uh, it's like Eric the Runza called me GI Joe. And, 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 uh, oh, <laughs> dude! I came home and just had mom fix it because I like I couldn't do it another day at school. That thing had edges, bro. <laughs> Cutting people on accident. <laughs> you had a flat top, son. But I, like, I always saw the mullet and thought, oh, so I had a, it was cool to get a mullet, you know, or whatever. And I'm glad I did miss those trends. Being poor saved my life. I didn't do any of the cool pants. I didn't do the crazy, like, big, fat, huge leg pants. Jankos. I didn't do any of that. I, I missed all those trends. There's no pictures of me. I'm always the same nerd yeah. from zero to eighteen. Yeah, you were. You're. You. You would be like. Actually, some of it was cooler because you'd have like that. The the smoke the cigarettes. Cool. You'd have like the cool shirt. Yes. With like regular fitting jeans. Yep. Now hindsight, it was like, damn man, you kind of dude. I don't know who in our family smoked camel. We had a bunch of camel gear because the camel points they turned them in. I don't know. So there was only camel crap around the house. Camel and cool. Oh, you lost the headphones? There you are. Okay. I think it's just because of the way you're talking to the mic. Yeah, sorry, okay. sorry. But um, stinking. So I, the mullet, there's the, the straight up mullet, which is just the, 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 the you know, normal haircut and the long mm-hmm. hair. There's the skullet, which is a classic, which when you're bald with the long back. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Devin Townsend, who's one of my favorite <laughs> singers of all time, he had the skullet, and he was in a band called Strapping Young Lads, and it was the four ugliest men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> To this day, there's one, one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's awesome. There, there's a skullet, there's the mullet, then there's the, the lovable Mexa mullet. Man, and, and this mullet don't quit. It's party all the way to the middle of your back. <laughs> Dude, that thing was so long. Oh. When she's singing uh, at the Houston Superdome, and you see off to her, like behind her to her right, is this the sing? One of the backup background singers. His mullet is just going crazy. down for days. Dude, I was like, you know, it's crazy, though. He's one of the main writers, too. Yeah. The background singer, dancer. Man. That thing was crazy, dude. The movie starts with her at the Houston Superdome. I can't believe she had the record for the biggest attendance Superdome in its history. Like That's like WrestleMania when they came to sneaking <laughs> Silverdome. Silverdome and, yep. and set the sneaking record. That was Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant set the record. Straight up, man. She said it in Texas. Dude, when the, that, that horse and buggy, I thought, did that happen? And they show pictures at the end. They took horse and How carriage How sad was around. that whole end? Dude, because she dies so... That, is that concert, she dies like a month later. That's so sad, oh. dude. Like, I mean, it's, she's ready to have kids. She's ready to stink it. I mean, like so much of... Ready to have kids. Uh, the big crossover tour. 
Steakin just had her Grammy. Mm-hmm. I mean, all her life is about to. And she's like, she asked her, well, she asked her mom, will they love me? And like, yeah, they'll love you. Like, they people said she's me. Next, Gloria Estefan. Next, Paula Abdul. Dude, when she wore that bustier, the dad freak. Oh, dude. that was so listen, funny. listen. I would have tripped too. My daughter pulls her shirt off and she's wearing that, which is play. I, he was freaking dude. That was dude, the, the, the best part is. Is the brother's like, there goes my bustier. He's <laughs> <laughs> like in the background. Dude, he's like, he's like, you see him in the background, he's like, boost the caca. <laughs> like, mom, you tell him, you help me make it. She's like, well, I have to send the rubies. So, so the rubies on her. Dude, it, he's like, it's a bra with sprinkly things on it. <laughs> he was so <laughs> pissed. Oh, man. But she is such a, a daddy's girl. She talks him into it. She just comes. He says, well, you can have your jackets open. Just keep them on. <laughs> dude, she, she, she goes, she's hugging him from being, like, hugging him while he's driving, just talking to him. Dude, and he just melts in her hands. I'm like, oh, dude, I bet she better, dude. Oh, man. Get ready for all of it. Dude, I, I can't, dude. If, if Lena is remotely talented, you're screwed because she's going to be gorgeous. It's <sighs> <laughs> going to bring home Usher, dude. <laughs> It's <laughs> so stupid. So the movie goes, and it's a great film. And I'm I, I'm watching it, and the the you you just do you remember on your way into Pleasanton to go to Grandma's? Right before right before you get into Pleasanton, there's that little hotel on the left. Yeah. Do you realize that that's the hotel that they're at when they take the bus? When Abby and Selena and them take the bus? No, it's not. Yeah, that was filmed right there by Grandma's. No way. That's that little hotel right there. That's crazy. Yeah, gra- Grandma said that they were, she was, the town was all crazy when Selena was there filming. When J Lo was there filming, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. for the movie. The film is just, it's, it's just a joy to watch. Um, Come on, La Flor. <laughs> the music's amazing. The music is, I love her singles, her songs, dude. They're so good, dude. The one towards the end when she's singing like all that attitude. Oh my gosh. Man, fine. She was fine. G. There's a dance she has. It was funny. It's great. Is her mom taught her that dance? It's just so the, the washing whole, machine. The movie's so sweet because the dad's like, yeah, we used to dance together, dude. My grandpa Juan is a uh, he's a Casanova. Okay? Oh man, and he's seventy. How old he, is now? He's he's eighty two. I said up to left. He's the one that does the smile and you see the gold teeth. Ding, <laughs> dude. He. We're still he, getting listen, girls. He's even. he's so funny, without knowing it. When Mike and Graham or Mike and Mom were just in Texas, and they were hanging, they took him out. Yeah, and these black dudes were like, "Man, your grill is so sweet. You know, your grill is so awesome." And he's just laughing with them. And then he looks at my mom. And he goes, "How do they know about my grill?" <laughs> Mom's like, "They're talking about your teeth." He thought they're talking about his barbecue grill, dude. How do they know about my grill? <laughs> Grandpa Juan, the reason he's such always oh, so talking with the ladies is because he go to dances and just dance oh, man. girls just all da- night, just dance the night away and just win women over. It's crazy. Yeah, he got knocked out in his mid seventies. That Dalton's dude. dude. <laughs> dance with some dude's wife got knocked out. And dude, that's what happens when you're in high school. He was seventy five, and then he's like, "It was worth it." <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, El Guapo, here come the guns. Seeking, <laughs> seeking, uh, Abraham and his wife would go out dance and she'd do the washing machine and she showed so the washing, the washing machine, machine is a move. That is a sexy dude. Early Selena's mom in the movie when she had the long dark hair. Fine. Listen, why did she cut her hair like that, dude? Because you gotta follow the. The trends? No, you got to follow the mom in real in the in the real world. That's yeah, I don't, why would the mom do that in the real world? I don't know, man. But do you know that woman's the one that plays George Lopez's wife in George the George Lopez show? No, it's not. Yeah, dude, she's still fine. That's not the same woman. Yes. Dang, <laughs> dude, she cut that beautiful hair, bro. Cut it into that goofy red hair, dude. Now, before we get into Razor, okay. So before we get so, the movie ends tragically. Um, you meet the, the actress they got to play the um, the um, Yolanda Yolanda, the head of her uh, fan club. The, the actress they got to play her was perfect. She was so good. She was just like, I, I, it just it nailed her. And 
I always wonder what it was about because it was about money, but other stuff. It was it was a weird thing. It was like the Len. It's, it's like it's a. She was an obsessed fan, dude. And and she asked she asked Selena to trust her and believe in her. She came Bro, to talk to her. First of all, when her Selena's uh, workers were getting the money together to get her a present, and Yolanda's like, "I'll take the money. I know exactly what to get her." You think some Mexican woman's gonna hand over that money? Hell no, dude. Then I'm like, what? We t- we asked you for money, not to take our money. You can have my money, or you could take my money, but you can't take my money. That's a great line, dude. Too bad I she I I hated her. Man. They nailed this girl kills Selena. She's in prison to this day. It's been 20 years, bro. She's eligible in 2026, bro. Get out of prison. She is hated in she Texas. She better not. She she's safer in there, <laughs> dude. She Te- is hated. In te- Everyone knows her name. Isn't in that Texas. a thing? A Mexican never forgets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dude. She is. Her name is known among Latinos. Oh, man. man, she killed Selena when she was twenty three. Cut her down in the prime of her life. I twenty three, dude. I know. I can't even fathom how young she was. Already had a Grammy. Already had won Mexico. Already- can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so she gets killed. The movie ends with her. Dude, that, there's a dream sequence because she. There's a dream sequence where she says, "I can see the tour. I can see myself on the 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 crossover tour. I can see it in my mind." And it shows her about to play that tour, and it just stops. And she and this rose falls. That's it's, it's, that's eerie because it's just her life stops. Right in the middle of what was gonna, what it was gonna be, it just taken from her. Before we get to raise this what wrong, raise this right, bitch. How can you support the show? If you like the Red Rum Theater, man, give listen. Give me the money, Lebowski. You can go to patreon.com slash Theatre. Give a dollar a month to make the podcast go. It pays the bills. Let's expand a new territory. Listen. Become a dollar a month subscriber. We need 16 people to get to 100. We can do $100 a month. We're going to start doing two episodes a month. And we're going to do one of our racist, uh, one of our 80s movies, 90s movies. But we're also, if we make it to 100, we're going to start doing a modern movie every single month. And that will be hilarious. If you get it in time, people, then we can do the new Nicolas Cage movie. Which Nicolas Cage movie? You haven't heard about the new Nicolas Cage movie coming out in February? Is it the one that's uh he, he plays himself? No, it's the one where the he gets a job cleaning the Chuck E. Cheese place overnight. That looks insane. Looks amazing, bro. And the, the all the, the it's a sacrifice. And electronics try to kill him. This is he's a human sacrifice. He doesn't know it, but he like relishes it and starts killing all the animatronics. Dude, <laughs> it looks crazy. Oh, uh, anyways, so. Jump on, go to patreon.com slash redroomthetray. You can give a dollar a month and help our podcast get to our next big goal. Also, if you want to buy some of our gear, I at redroom.threadless.com, we have some of our gear. To Tony today, Tony just got one of his things he's wanted for a while. Mm-hmm. What'd you get today, brother? Dang Gina coffee mug. It is a beautiful thing. We'll put up a link on the Facebook page to the Dang Gina coffee mug. It's an awesome mug. You drink and just remember how awesome it is to say Dang Gina. But <laughs> pretty awesome. Or you can just give to us a one-time gift on PayPal. If you don't want to buy anything, if you don't want to give a monthly donation, on our website, you can just go ahead and give a one-time, just you know, just a, something to say, hey man, we believe in the podcast. Here's 20 bucks. Whatever you want to do. If you know, if it's if you're like, if you won a billion dollars this week from the mega millions give in us Nova. $5. And you're like, you know what? This is too much money for one man. I want to give a million dollars to somebody. You can give it to Red Room Theater. We're, we're down to take a million dollars. Well, you can give it to us, and we'll use it for movie-watching funness. <laughs> I'm into it. We'll build the coolest uh, in-home theater in, in Flint, Michigan. And we'll... Uh, it'll be awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Diabetes. Um, so, Come raised on, us blue. wrong, raised us right. This movie has a speech in it that's the truest thing I've ever heard in my life. Abraham Quintanilla says, if you're Mexican-American, you got to be more Mexican than Mexicans and more American than Americans because no one will accept you as their own. And dude, it's stinking true. Oh my gosh. It's a crazy thing trying to live in two worlds and not fully belong to either one of them. Dude, when I lived in Texas and worked at the plant, 
it was like Mexico Mexicans work with me every day. Like from Mexico, like across the border, yeah. Mexicans. And I don't speak any Spanish, dude. And they treated me worse than the white people on the cruise. They were like pissed. And they would talk trash right in front of me. And like I would repeat certain words to my aunt when I'd get home. And they'd be like, she'd be like, oof, damn. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's. If I go to like Latin America, if I go to Guatemala, Mexico, Dominican Republic, I speak Spanish at all. I sound so white, people start laughing immediately. It's brutal. Everyone assumes I can speak Spanish. They come up to me, they're talking to me. I'm Flint. People come to me, ask me directions, and I'll be like, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Because this, Selena doesn't speak Spanish either because third generation Ameri- Americans don't speak Spanish. We don't speak Spanish. We, like, our, our grandma spoke better Spanish than English. Mm-hmm. Our mom's better English than Spanish, and her kids, us, all our cousins, our Spanish is terrible. I think Jessica's only has it good at all. This isn't that great, is he? She don't speak Spanish. She don't? I thought she had a little bit. No. Nothing? Hell no. <laughs> I thought she had John some. John does. Well, John was raised with us. Yeah, Jessica don't speak no Spanish, bro. Straight up. Hell no. I, I just, I thought she. What? I thought, in my mind, I thought I remember her speaking Spanish to, to Darlene. What? I get the only thing she did that was Mexican was eating jalapenos early. Straight up. She was a kid. I, I, I man, I'd eat one of those like So growing up, like it's I read a thing recently. There was a a thing put out by the government. The government's in this there's a big war right now about history, teaching history in America. And um there's like the right and the left are fighting about it. Come right? on, left alone. And so the right put out this thing called a 1776 commission. And in the 1776 Commission about world his, American history, they say that back in the 60s, the liberal left introduced um, these hyphenated words to break America, you know, Mexican-American and African-American. And the commission says that those words are destroying America's unity. We should all just be Americans. And I read that, and I'm like, huh, that's funny. Because I grew up in Michigan. I American American could be watching growing up watching sneaking. I mean Bruce Andy Griffith show. I mean, watch, we watch we watch Golden Girls growing up. Murder she wrote. Man, I'm watching watch Golden Girls. the whitest shows. I I I've I'm part of the culture of of white America of America America. Okay, but every time I went to school, the kids all made sure to let me know that I was different than them. Oh Waterford, forget about it. It was it, it, dude, up north of the UP. Oh my gosh! Forget about it. Yeah, people made sure that I knew I was different than they were, and so Mexican American. That's not me trying to say I don't want to be part of people's culture. It's saying I have been my whole life in the white world, reminded that I'm not like them. Then when I go to the Mexican world, I'm reminded I'm like them either. It's just a, it's a it's a crazy thing. Well, just like he says in the movie, you got to be more. American than the Americans, more Mexican than the Mexicans. And it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> I just want to talk shit. Eat tacos and fried chicken. Dude. And a burger with bacon. And come on, love floor. Like, I don't speak Spanish. We don't speak Spanish. We don't speak Spanish Hell at all. Hell no. But our Mexican heritage is part of who we are as people. Like, our, like films like Coco and La Bamba. And Selena, and American Me, and blah blah blah. These movies speak to us because it reminds us of a piece of our heritage. We grew Obama, up, man, big time, big bro. time. We grew up with our one foot in in the Mexican world, and one foot in the white world, and they both made us who we are. And we don't hate either of those worlds. We love both the worlds that have made us who we are. But being in between those two worlds, it was tough sometimes. It was it was just, it was just tough sometimes, like. I don't know. I don't want to go too deep into it, but I, I'm grateful for our heritage. Oh, dude, I love I love being multicultural, dude. I love it. I <laughs> <laughs> what a great song, dude! So, what a I got that doom doom kink kink kink. I got that keyboard front. <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's to, to this day great. It's gonna open up this podcast. It dude. better, dude. <laughs> And you know which one I'm talking about for the end of the podcast. Yes. Okay, the, the oh. attitude one. Oh, man. Um, but. Do, do, bleep, de, de. 
a movie like this, I watch it and I feel, I feel Abraham's pain mm-hmm. of not fitting in any world. Like, actually, it it hurt in a new way watching it this time. I feel for Selena that she didn't get to make it. She, but she did open. She opened up for women Italian yeah. music. She opened up that that door, and she opened up. I mean, we gotta know Oprah and Christina. <laughs> <laughs> she literally her death helped launch another Latina superstar. Her oh, yeah. death launched J- J- Jennifer oh, Lopez. Oh, for sure. That's great. That's awesome. How okay? I know there was a lot of shit talk, but how awesome was it to see two fifty-year-old beautiful women doing the Super Bowl halftime show, dancing like they're twenty? Shakira and J Lo. That was like the yay. And Shakira is another one who she has an entire Spanish career. Huge. She is huge, dude. She's. And she has an English career too. Yep. Hips don't lie, dude. Not, dude, tell them the truth. <laughs> Shoot. But she, her Spanish career, her Spanish, she's bigger in Mexico than she is in America. For sure. And she's big in America. She is, dude. But she is gigantic in Mexico. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> Man, she was on The Voice, dude. Oh my gosh. There's a, there's a, a meme or there's a picture of. Her doing something and Usher and Adam Levine are both like just the camera busted them staring, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was young, Shakira. Her music teacher told her she sounded like a seeking Cover um, the Frog. She sounded like a uh, goat, she said. And Dang! and so Oh no. The all the brothers and the friends of the singer from uh, Imagine Dragons, they told him he sounded like Cookie Monster. What? Now look at that fool, dude. Well, Shakira, because her music director told her that. She bought a goat. No. <laughs> she was in Zootopia, and she chose Shut to up. be a gazelle. Because it's related to a goat. Which she's like, because they, they said, I, I sound like this. She's, so she just embraced it. That's she, kind of, it's kind of cool. She's beautiful, man. She does kind of sound like a goat, though. <laughs> I'm just playing, dude. <laughs> She's great, dude. She's great. Oh, shoot, dude. <laughs> oh, man. No, but listen. If you've never seen Selena, give it a watch. You man. Know, listen. We just ruined the whole movie. What's your favorite J-Lo movie? What do you think? Mine might be Out of Sight with her and Clooney. Boo, Radley. That movie is so good, dude. Dude. Do you remember what George uh, Clooney said about J-Lo after that movie? I have no idea what he said about J-Lo after that movie. He said she's the worst kisser he's ever been in a movie with. He did not say yeah. that loud to somebody. Oh, yeah. Why would you throw someone under the bus like that? Because <sighs> he's been with every fine woman in the world. He did not say that with Jennifer yeah. Lopez. Yep. Listen. Oh, I know what my favorite J-Lo movie is. Oh, my gosh. What is your favorite J-Lo movie? With one of your favorite actors, Vincent D'Onofrio. The Cell? Whoa! That movie's a mind trip. Dude, for real. Remember when uh, Vince Vaughn, he had his stinking intestines on that. Uh, dude, that movie's crazy. That movie's actually amazing, bro. That movie, I love at the end how she adopts his dog. Dude, that movie is in my... It's, how about Vincent D'Onofrio being an incredible actor? D'Onofrio's a killer, dude. Mm-hmm. That movie is in the same vein for me as... um, What's it called? <laughs> uh, Event Horizon. I, Whoa, I try to bro. forget that movie because it's so brutal. That movie's so scary, dude. The last five minutes of that movie hurt my life. <laughs> I love how Lawrence Fishburne, wasn't he in it? Yeah. We're leaving. <laughs> 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 okay, how about D'Onofrio's small parts on The Judge <gasps> and the um, Death Wish? That's great. He's incredible. Great. Oh, he's so good. Great roles. I'm the big brother. I hug you or I pet you. <laughs> so funny. Yes, the cell's my favorite J Lo movie. That's a, dude, that movie for her. It's insane. Way to go against like the romantic comedy show. I can act. I'm not just a pretty face. I can throw down. That is what um, Jonah Hill did when he took Moneyball. Yes, he did, and he murdered Money. Did you see Moneyball? I still have not seen it yet. What? Listen, it's it's literally. I want to see it so bad. Oh my god, it's incredible. And dude, Brad Pitt, the guy can't miss. Durr. 
The guy, Brad Pitt's gotten better with age. That fool, dude. I know, dude. Just killing it. When I get a real fine wine that's like 50 years old, I'm like, oh, this mug's Brad Pitt, dude. <laughs> so. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> you can listen to, to our podcast. Bling, ding, ding, goom, goom, bling, ding, ding. On the Apple Podcast And store. if somebody's too big a fan of yours, they might murder you. So, Vogel, I'm looking out for you. I'm looking behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you, dude. I am, dude. Right now, he's going to be like, what? He's going to be like, can I see you guys fan club? Dun, dun, dun. He's going to be like, check out these voodoo dolls I made of you and Ernesto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I, just, I thought I had gonorrhea. You keep stabbing me with a damn needle. <laughs> Uh, you watch the Spotify podcast. <laughs> you watch on Amazon po- or listen on Amazon podcast. I'd like the show. Leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at Facebook- JLo. I love you. <laughs> Facebook.com. Start on Thetray. Um, and uh, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next month at the Red Rum Theater. See you now,